This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I'm Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski as always, and boy, this is a big day. We finally get to have the award ceremony, everything that goes along with getting inducted into the Onion Ring of Honor, and that happens today, along with a lot of other things that we have to get to, but the biggest thing we have to get to today, Jay, is bacon yes. being inducted into the Onion Ring of Honor. You know, as disappointed as I was that this was sort of the outcome, not that I wasn't rooting for bacon, not that I don't love bacon, but it was a little too on the nose. When you do truly consider the value of bacon to fat people, Mm. our first inductee last year was pizza. The next natural piece of the fat person pie is bacon, and it definitely deserves to be there. Bacon pie? What? We're having pie? I'm in. That's it. We're having pie. Okay. Um, Bacon does deserve to be there. It is a staple. It was uh, Rush Schneider's number one seed, and appropriately so. Mm -hmm. The first round matchup Bacon had against Destination XL told us everything we needed to know. A 96% victory for Bacon in the first round. I I don't think we saw anything like that in the first year. No. And there were some other blowouts, like Mozzarella Sticks beat Joggers 91%. That was the next highest. And there were some other not-so-close matchups. But I think we learned everything we needed to know in the first round when Bacon had 96%. Yeah. It's really impressive and very versatile. Right. I mean, it's Bacon. You can put it realistically on a pizza. Yes. A burger. Correct. It's its own item. I, I saw it, it in a bakery this weekend on a uh, caramel long john. Yeah. That's like bacon makes everything better. That's true. It really does. And I think that's why, you know, the, the voters that we have, fats and normies alike, both realize the value of bacon. Right. And, and I think now that the two staples of fatness are in pizza and bacon, the field opens up. It does open up big time because yeah. we don't have repeat champions in the tournament. Someday we'll get to the turn after 32 years or 64 years mm-hmm. of the uh, I'm Fat podcast. We'll be long dead, but our yeah. children's children will, will carry this podcast on and uh, we'll have the tournament of champions in 64 years. You have that. Actually, Ooh. it'll be 62 years. We have that to look forward to. That's but, a great um, idea. Until then, <laughs> it's going to be a wide open pool because you, you. I think we knew going in that bacon was probably the favorite. There were a couple things there that may have upset mm-hmm. and shocked and surprised because some people like to just go contrarian and they don't want to vote for the favorite. Right. But now that pizza and bacon are in, I think the field opens up big time. But bacon absolutely deserves to be in the Onion Ring of Honor, and I'm surprised it took two years to get there. Bacon and pizza next to each other. It just makes sense. As it should be, my friend. Yes. So we do want to go over the brackets, and we appreciate everybody that voted. 
Twitter on the podcast Twitter account at I'm Fat Pod, and you should continue to follow that account because that's where we'll, we'll be posting all the episodes where we will have any con anything that we think of, and you get to see other people's content who tweet us things that they want to know, and we will be returning to ask a fat questions today. So we have some of that, but we have the bracket in front of us yeah. of how everything went down. So we are the bracketologists of March Fatness. So we should go over some things that were either surprising or just kind of stuck out. And I know the first one, and maybe this is pointing the thumb, boy, the seeding in my region seemed very off because I look at the nine seed made it all the way to the title game. My Elite Eight ATE matchup was a six versus a nine. Nice. I had a 15 beat a two. And really, I thought coming out of my region ahead of time, it had a chance to be Spice Adams. Yeah. Icon. And at some point, it seemed like the the Baker Square French Silk Pie really had a lot of momentum going. Well, I know that was a personal favorite of yours. That was your four seed. See, for me, the difficulty in making these brackets is we make them based on our own preferences. Right, We make them based on what we want to win. So when we make our personal choices, I think that sometimes our our brackets can be skewed a little bit. That's fair. There's no really better way to do it, though. We can't have a season-long you know, tournament leading into March Fatness. It's just too much, and people are going to lose interest. So we have to go by what our heart desires, our, our enlarged heart desires. Yes. And that's what I went with. And, yeah, it led to some upsets, but I'm, I'm happy with – what I had, and and my number one seed made it to the final four, the combo appetizer platter, which will be back next year, probably is my number one seed. By the way, went out the other night mm-hmm. after our first softball practice of the year, me and my buddy Mike had coached together, and our wives met us out at Chicago Dough okay. in Chicago Heights, which is an awesome old school pizza place. Mm-hmm. Get there. The pizza's ready. We're very happy. Look at the bill. There was a combo appetizer platter ordered and eaten before we arrived. What? Divorce papers had been filed. What? Yes. I was furious. And then my wife told me, like, yeah, every time you turn your head, Leah would pop an onion ring or something in her mouth. Like, were you hiding the appetizer platter? Or something? (sighs) Wow. That's ridiculous. That's rough. But I forgive Leah. Leah Mm -hmm. is my friend Micah's wife. Okay. She is my, my, let's go out to eat Sherpa. Gotcha. Like, whenever we're together, we just kind of give each other a look like, we should go. We should go get something, right? Yes. And we agree. And the night is good. (sighs) What? What's what's your place that you talk about on this podcast the most? Los Angeles, I would think. Okay, second most. Um, I don't know. Fry the Coop? Oh, yeah, Fry the Coop, of course. So I knew there was a location in Elmhurst. I just moved to Lombard. Fry the Coop is like 10 minutes from my place. Yeah, that's problematic for you and oh, good at the same time. It's going to be amazing. I still have not been... I will be shortly. Listen. I will report back. I'm going to do just a flat out. They don't pay us. No one pays us. But no. Fry the coop. If you've ever had Nashville fried chicken in Chicago or in Nashville or wherever, I've had all the places in Nashville. Bolton's, Prince's, Hattie B's, all the big ones. I've had some lesser known ones in Nashville. I've had some locally. The Bud Long. There's a few others I've had. Fry the coop is the best Nashville hot chicken I've ever had, period. Wow. It is the best in Chicago or Nashville. It is phenomenal. The tenders are huge and delicious. The breading, you can speak to this, mm-hmm. just falls off beautifully. It's served with the Texas toast. The fries are great. It's hot enough if you want it to be hot. Nice. It's palatable if you don't. It's a perfect place. I cannot wait. My wife is trying to be responsible yeah. with, with us with money right now. No. 
But I'm like, listen, we're making this happen. We'll we'll squeeze this into the budget however we have to do that. Yeah, you'll have you have to have the celebratory first dinner. Yeah. 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 So we, we got that. Okay. Other things that surprised us in the March fatness bracket. And maybe this is just a me valuing it more, but I there's there was some early consternation about Gold Bond going out in round one again. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think the problem with that, and that was your two seed. And I, think they, it, I think it went out as a one last year. Yeah, uh, I think the problem we have here, and it's not a problem. It's great. We welcome everybody. We're an inclusive podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is the non-fats voting because any I true so fat person knows and appreciates the value of Gold Bond. Yes. It is an invaluable resource, especially in the summer months. It is an absolute necessity. If you're going anywhere where you have to look nice or not smell like a foot, yeah, you need to put Gold Bond on the crack and the underside mm-hmm. of things. At least. <laughs> sometimes your lower back. Sometimes your pits. Sometimes yeah. underneath your man boobs, but at least under the ball sack and in the, in the butt crack. That, that It has to go there. It is a requirement. And now they've made the handy spray so you don't get uh, powder all over your bathroom floor every morning. Uh, oh, really? Oh, the yeah. spray is phenomenal. I have not had the spray. And it gives you the nice cold tingle, too. Oh. Oof. Be careful, though. If you, It's my see, favorite radio host, cold tingle. Cold tingle. The problem is... Uh, <laughs> And fat people will know this. Like, if you ever experienced jock itch, which is just a case of extreme chafing from, you know, maybe you were outside in jeans longer than you expected, or, you know, you got dragged to the zoo and you had to walk around in uncomfortable pants, yes. uh, you'll get the jock itch. And then if you try to apply the gold bond uh, after you get the, the jock itch, you're in big trouble because then it just burns and it, it hurts really bad. So you've got to put that on first to prevent these things. That and compression shorts, yeah. as a combo platter of their own, That's true. gold bonding compression shorts are a key in the summer months. I don't know why, like immediately when you said ball sack and the other side, it made me go into song like it's the uh, Adele ballad. Oh. Ball sack and the other <laughs> side. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I, That's immediately what I did. I don't know why my brain did that. <laughs> I saw you uh, working away in the computer. I was I curious, could, like, what I is he looking at? I couldn't think of Adele for the life of me. I could picture her. I couldn't think of her name. Uh, maybe she'll be in the- No, never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. This year. Look, when we had to spin this to corporate, yes, we called it a body positive podcast we're not going to make fun of overweight people we don't make fun of overweight people right we'll celebrate the ones that are in it right and the so ones she's that, in it we'll celebrate and her. the people that are on the bracket are people that acknowledge and enjoy mm-hmm. their fatness they yes. they don't run away from it they don't act ashamed of it no they lean into their fatness therefore you know we're not going to put like who's the uh oh demi lovato who is yes. not fat under any real like no. measure of fatness. No. But people are like, look at how much weight she's put on. We're never going to throw. That's a bad example because I don't think she's fat at all. No, she went from like really skinny to like average. To a normal person. Yes. Right. Or like Kelly Clarkson's a good example. Yeah, that's a good Yeah. Like that. that's not someone we're going to throw in here to be mean. Right. The people that are in here are overweight people that are happy about it. It's part of their. They've gone over the muffin top to get this. <laughs> it's part of their hashtag brand. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're not here to make fun of anybody. So I don't know how Adele feels about her weight. I, I think she's either. gorgeous. I very much like her weight. So, again, if you're looking for some, um, there are several models that are yeah. very proud of being 
again, air quotes, plus-sized. Yeah. Uh, Iskra is my favorite. Iskra Lawrence. She's absolutely beautiful. And I don't know, I guess in the in the fashion industry, mm-hmm. that would be described as overweight, but not to me. She looks fantastic. All right. So the next thing I thought of, always when there's a team that has success, yeah. there are copycats. Correct. The copycats of last year's March Fatness did well. They all, at least other varieties of pizza, won at least their first round matchup. Yeah, the French bread pizza, which is one. See, it's one that I don't think of right away. But mm-hmm. when it's in the freezer, I am so happy. Yes. And it lasts a day. Yes, We'll go to much. the store, buy it. If I remember we bought it, it's gone that night or the day after. Yeah, and it could be a regular pizza or, like, I enjoy the Red Baron 5 cheese pizza. Okay. Where it doesn't have red sauce, but it has, like, a, a garlic buttery sauce. Very good. That sounds good. Yeah. It's mm. ve- it's really, really good. Uh, this may sound a little healthy, so forgive me. But uh, Aldi has a goat cheese and spinach oven pizza that's phenomenal. Okay. Do you like goat cheese? I actually don't know that I've ever had goat cheese. It's soft, okay, but not like mozzarella. Mm-hmm. If like cream cheese and mozzarella had a baby, okay, that's how it would be. So it's like, okay, it's not like soft, like like uh, you know, you can cut it, yeah, and it would r- maintain its form, yeah. But it's a little, it's tart, but it's really good. I would recommend if you if you've never had goat cheese that the Aldi goat cheese and spinach pizza. It's phenomenal. It's got like sun roasted yeah tomatoes on it and or fire roasted tomatoes on mm-hmm. it. It's really really good. Anyway, we also had the pizza puff win. Yes, and Totino's pizza rolls. Oh, uh, pizza rolls are another one. Yeah, if they're there, they're gone. Yes, immediately. Target had them on sale last weekend. Did they like the like, big bag or a regular bag? Yeah, it was bag? like the maybe like hundred like, some odd. Oh no, it wasn't that big, but it was like okay. thirty five or something like that. Oh okay. Um, and you could I think it was like buy one get one free or buy one get one half off. Okay, so there's one from your region that I was like, it deserved better, and that's breading. Yeah, breading. Uh, yeah, it, it had a tough matchup though. Yeah, we just mentioned the Totino's pizza yeah, rolls, and it took out matchup. breading. But man, that's. I, that deserved better. I think breading will have a stronger run next year. I'm going to try to seed it better so it can have a longer run. Okay. And I, I think that's another one, too, that maybe is under the radar for skinny people. Mm-hmm. They don't realize how important breading is and the right breading. We were just talking about Fry the Coop. Yeah. And how important Fry the Coop is to how important their breading is to making Fry the Coop great. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a huge factor, and everything is better with breading on it. So uh, it's a true powerhouse for, for true fat people, and it'll be back. It'll be back. And as I'm looking at this, we mentioned how pizza and bacon are sort of like Mm no-brainers. Is there anything else on here that to you feels like an obvious top seed, top winner for next year? Oreos, I thought, would do better. I agree. Because they're a staple. And they got to the uh, round of 32, but couldn't couldn't beat buffets, which is understandable. Sure. I don't know. Cake? I could see see drive-through. Drive-through is it, yeah. Could be the winner. That that would be maybe my early, early pick because it was stuck in the bacon region, so it got as far as it could. And when you look at the percentages that it won by, it beat tortillas eighty-seven with 87% of the vote. It beat cake with 79% of the vote. And then it beat pizza puff with 76% of the vote. So in that matchup, it actually did better in that round than bacon did. Now it might in a pizza puff you could maybe say is not as strong of an opponent as buffets was for bacon, but 87, 79, 76 
strong percentages to win by. Yeah, for sure. So I would not be shocked about that. Or how about the runner-up this year, the kind of surprising cheese curds? I was surprised by that. And uh, Nine seed in my region. Yeah, and it beat mozzarella sticks, which surprised me. And it was the closest, literally, 51 to 49 cheese curds beat mozzarella sticks. It went down to the wire. I am, this is one that I'm not mad about it, but I think if you're going best cheese stick versus best cheese curd, it's a cheese stick all day. I mean, mm, to me, I that, think it's close. I think it's really close. That might be the number one app for me. Mozzarella sticks. I mean, anything that that's cheese and fried is probably going to be right there. Yeah, I just like the. I don't know. I, I think part of the problem with mozzarella sticks is maybe we should, to, should we should just note this for next year. All these things are in theory unlimited. Yeah. So don't think of like, why well, order cheese sticks? I only get three. I order sure. cheese curds. I get thirty. Yeah. True, but imagine you have an appetizer buffet in front of you, and you just get as much of the stuff as you want. Yeah. One th- one other thing that I noticed: all of the flabby four and six of the elite eight ate were food items. It wasn't people, and yeah. it wasn't fat accessories or anything like that. So when we I, get down I, to I it, I find that interesting. Well, this is what's most important to people like us. Yeah. I mean, because without the food, none of the other things are necessary. That's true. <laughs> and by the way, disappointing run for our guy, Spice Adams. Yeah. One round and out? That's as a, brutal. As a one seed? That's disappointing, man. And, you know, wide recliner is a 16 seed. He only beat him, you know, 61%. Yeah, that's not great. It's not great. He's got to be better. And I know he's got a lot of a big social media presence. Yeah. Could have have utilized it. Uh, If you want to win, you got to play the game, man. I tweeted at, uh, you know, during the the final against Bacon, Mm -hmm. tweeted at Culver's, tweeted at the Mars Cheese Castle that the cheese curds were losing out and and no response, no help. So they're on the outside looking in of the Onion Ring of Honor. Follow the podcast on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod if you're not doing that already. Also, subscribe, rate, and review because that helps. Yeah, that helps us out a lot. So please make sure to do that. Did you have any other observations from the bracket? Uh, one big mistake I made, and uh, I did not explain this well enough. And I don't really know if people are just voting based on maybe they haven't heard the podcast. I didn't do enough a good enough job of selling white hot hot dogs or explaining what they are. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of the opposite of Vienna, and I like Vienna hot dogs. But Vienna hot dogs are they're very red, they're very snappy. There's a yeah. skin on them. The white hot dogs are lighter in color. They're a little more uh, differently spiced, and there's no snap to them. It's a softer hot dog, usually a little bit bigger, okay. usually a little bit thicker. And uh, places on the south side, I've mentioned Junior's, Don's Hot Dogs, Bo's Hot Dogs. A lot of places like that sell those hot dogs instead, and that's what I grew up with. That's what I love. Vienna's great. I'm not knocking Vienna hot dogs by any shot, but I like these white hot dogs specifically, but they lost to New Balance, probably rightfully so, mm-hmm. but... um. I need to do a better job of explaining my more intricate and detailed entrance, like cheese fries in a cup. You did a good job with that one, and they, that one went pretty they far. They did do well, and I think a lot of people knew what I meant by that. Yeah. But also, you'll vote for cheese fries anyway. Yeah. Right? Like, if you don't know what a white hot dog is, you're like, that sounds awful. Right. <laughs> it's gross sounding. Yes. So I need to do a better job explaining that. Maybe next year we'll have some photo illustrations. And okay. next year, for sure, we will have an online voting element, a website voting yeah. element. And we're, um, we're going to have to find more ways than just March Fatness to get something into the Onion Ring of Honor. Yeah. We have to have, like, a Super Bowl, you know, uh, something like that, like the BCS. Mm-hmm. 
the the blubbery championship series yeah, or exactly. something like that. We'll we'll find ways to utilize uh to get more things in because we can't just do one thing a year. That's no fun. The GCS, the Girth Championship series. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's our working title. So Outside of that, we're just leaving it open because we didn't do it last time to ask a fat question. Yeah, and we got some here. I know you got a bunch on the Twitter and the uh, you wrote some down as well. I've got some from uh, my Facebook page and other things. Got a nice one here from uh, from Dan. And because of bacon, he says, given that bacon had a hell of a run this year, what do you do with leftover bacon grease? I also I often fry my eggs in it. My grandma would save all fats in a jar on the stove to be used later. Do you have any creative uses for leftover fats? And he wants to shout out members of leftover fats. Nice. Uh, we definitely haven't ever, like, jarred it or anything like that but if there's something else that's part of the meal sometimes we'll just cook it in that but we don't really haven't really done anything earth shattering i don't really know what to do with it and right when i'm done with it i don't really know how to dispose of it uh we usually just throw our bacon on a pan on top of foil Mm -hmm. and then just like after a while we just ball the foil up and throw it out i know it's maybe not the right thing to do now last time we made bacon. We did it on the cast iron skillet. Ooh. And then, you know, just over time, you just season that cast iron skillet yeah. with everything you cook on it. And then hope like later that day made a grilled cheese on it. And mm-hmm. it was amazing. Mm. So um, that I got, I have, to, this is something I need to learn. I need to be better with what I do with my uh, leftover fat. That's interesting. Yeah. It's more the long game. And the long game is something that a lot of times fats don't think about. You just think about now. All right. So my first question comes from Megan, who is wondering about any, what wedding food faux pas are there? Okay. Now, you gave me this question earlier so I can think about it a little bit. Right. My first thought was pre-dressed salads. Yes. Don't assume that I want Caesar or ranch or French I don't know what I want. I might not want anything. Yeah. Give me it's the- It's a salad. And if you're going to- Let me ask you this, and I'm not going to tell you what my preference is, Okay. but if there is a dressing to assume, what is it? What is one that everyone likes, everyone can deal with? Probably like an Italian. Exactly right. That Or some sort of balsamic. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like it's a light flavor. It's a little bit salty, a little bit oily, but it's yes. not cream-based or dairy-based or very, very strong or offensive one way or the other. Yes. If you're going to assume a dressing, it's got to be an Italian or a balsamic. Mm-hmm. I hate when I go to a wedding and there's like ranch poured on it or French. I don't want that. And I, now I'm going to feel like the loser, like, look at the fact that I won't eat a salad. Right. I will eat a salad. I sometimes like salad, but don't assume my dressing. Do you want, that, do you want me to edit that out? What, that I like? salad yes just beep it oh, okay because it's profane in my ears okay <laughs> but uh, yeah I, it, that bugs me that that when you asked me that question it popped in my head immediately mm-hmm. because look i'm at a wedding i'm gonna have soup salad uh protein and a dessert yeah and i want that i'm willing to eat the salad i've already convinced myself that i'm gonna have salad it's usually the crispier like the iceberg lettuce which sure. i prefer i agree uh with just a tomato maybe an onion i'll take the onion off i don't like red onion it's basic Mm-hmm. But don't assume my dressing. I hate that. That was the number one thing I thought of. Yes. Okay. I thought of a couple things. Okay. Ahead of time, not having a meat choice. Oh, yeah. Now, whether that's on the invitation or if it's like family style and it's all the same meat, you need to have meat choices. Yeah, because people. my wife, for example, does not eat red meat. So she'll have chicken, she'll have pork, but she won't have beef. Okay. That makes sense. Which yeah. usually and, means and, I get any... two steaks. Sky point. Nice. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Okay. <laughs> Places that don't have finger food during cocktail hour. 
you need something to tide people over until dinner because then everybody's got to go find their seat and, and you're doing the intros and all this other stuff. And it's like by the time dinner comes, it's you're worked into a rage. Yeah, people are starving. Yeah. By the time the food is actually served without those, even with the app sometimes too, people just get violently starving. But I love when like the little bruschetta comes out mm-hmm. or the, there's so many awesome little apps, but or the like bacon wrap dates. Yeah. Oh man. But I get so happy when I see those little tiny toasted bruschettas. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, stand by me. Just bring your tray and stand next to me here. <laughs> now the one, the one that maybe I'm thinking of mostly with, in terms of my wedding, now, we weren't that fancy, but it was just more traditional. Be you, and also be you in your food. So don't feel like you have to go super fancy if exactly. that's if that's not you. Like, for my wedding, Colleen and I wanted to do some form of barbecue, but it got vetoed. By who? Her dad, who was paying for it. So, yeah, I'm, I know, I, so but... like, we definitely did not raise a stink or anything like that, but he wanted more traditional, so we went with more traditional. Obviously, hey, if he's the one fronting for it, then do you, but... It would have been cool to have some form of barbecue. Have I discussed the greatest wedding I ever attended? I don't think so. My cousin Emily uh, and her husband Mike, uh, they live in Seattle now, but they lived here for a brief time. Emily, by the way, is the skinniest person I know. Like mm. she is, if the wind blows, she's gone. It's okay. over. Goodbye, Emily, forever. And her husband Mike is a fit guy, awesome dude. I'm pissed they moved back because he was my golfing buddy. Their wedding was a buffet of chicken fingers and mashed potatoes. Everyone there that's was so happy. Oh, my God. That's Every incredible. guest at the wedding was thrilled that it was, oh, my God, this is something that's good. It's delicious. I can have as much or as little as I want. They also had the first time I saw the chocolate fountain and cheese fountain. Oh, I've, I've never seen a cheese fountain. Oh, it's the same idea that it's yeah. had, too. So you could dip, like, they had, like, bread, and they had, I'm trying to think what other things. Like, a lot of people were just put on their plate for their chicken tenders. Sure. Uh, but they had some other like little accoutrement that went with it. Uh, but, man, that was such a memorable wedding, and everybody loved it, and it was a great time, and everybody was just so happy. Everyone was so full, and, you know, the kids were happy. There didn't have to be a separate meal for kids. Right. It was, it was just perfect. It was perfect. Okay. What's your next question? My next question comes from Mark Fishman. He says, why haven't we written our leadership about demanding restaurants to serve both onion rings and fries to allow for a customer to purchase both of them mixed? And then my buddy Matt chimed in, yes, the swirl cone of the fried food world. (laughs) That is a great idea. And now and again, you'll be a Burger King. Burger King is is specifically guilty of this. Maybe because they're the only fast food place aside from White Castle that serves onion rings. They're always guilty of like, oh, there's a fry on my onion rings or vice versa. Yes. It's a great feeling. And yesterday I went to Portillo's and I had to choose between their awesome onion rings and their awesome fries. And that's a tough decision. Cause of stress. Raise it a dollar and mix mm-hmm. in both. Yeah. I, I It's time. It's, it's past due. I don't due. see why not. I yeah. don't even know if it has to be a dollar to get that done. It shouldn't even, it should be like 50 cents. I'll pay anything. Yeah. Name your price. I'll take the mixed basket. That's a good idea. I love that idea. You, sh- I mean, you could just order both. You should patent that. But see that, but then the but problem fa- is, but we're fat, so we got to budget our money so we can buy more food. And there's also like there is a self conscious factor. Oh, 100 percent. Like when we, <laughs> anytime I get up to the line, I always think that they're gonna be like, all right, what's this fat I gonna order? Yep. Like they're interested in like how much gluttony I can do. All right, Tubby, what's it gonna be here? Yeah, all right, I got, new, I got a new pen for this. Let me Turn write this on down. the backup fryers. <laughs> <laughs> we got a big one. <laughs> so I've done this at Arby's. 
I will get a classic size of whichever beef. Most recently, I think I did beef and cheddar. Oh, yeah. The large curly fry, uh, medium drink, and the four-piece mozzarella stick. Well, that's an appetizer. Yeah. Do you eat that first? No, I oh. eat it last. Well, whatever you eat first is the appetizer. The beef? I like that you're, <laughs> I, like, I like that the cheese sticks are your dessert. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> is. I don't, yeah, because I, I don't know. Just for whatever reason, I eat the beef sandwich first. I will, all right, this is a good, this led us into something here. I will often save my favorite part of what I'm eating for my last bite. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense to me with your mozzarella sticks. Yes. Now, when I eat cake, have you ever seen me eat cake? Have you ever like observed probably. me eating cake? I eat the cake, like the bread part first. So I literally like dissect the bread part Interesting. and leave the frosting, like the three pronged okay. frosting on the yes. plate. And I just eat the frosting last. Every time I have a piece of cake. I have not I had not noticed that. Yeah. You will now. Yes. Oh, I'm sure I will. But now. that's in the spirit of that. And like if I go somewhere where say there's you know, like if I go out for Mexican food, I get like tacos with rice and beans. Sure. And maybe there's chips and salsa on the table. I always put a chip with beans on it aside. Okay. Finish and then meat falls out of my taco or burrito yeah. naturally. So you have something to put it into. The last bite I so scoop up the leftovers with the chip yeah. with the beans on it. That's the last thing I have anytime I have Mexican food. See, you're much better at the thinking ahead than I am. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Thank so, you. So thinking of cake, we have a question from our guy, Ben Heisler. What foods are considered acceptable to eat while driving and operating a vehicle? And am is he an honorary fat for doing that with cake? <laughs> cake is tough. <laughs> cake is tough, but that's also only an isolated incident of being a fat. Right. So if you want to be a fat, be considered one, has to be a little more consistent. Right. But more prudently to I respect the, what, that, though. I Oh, yeah. That's a good move. Yeah. It's, it's tough to do that. But what foods are considered acceptable for eating in the car? I think most drive through items. Um, yes. I will say... That if you get like a burger with a lot of stuff on it, I was yeah, and I was gonna say a beef. It's a tough. Beef is yeah, tough. beef sandwich is tough because it's. Me- I mean, assuming you get it dipped, you're not a sure. You're not a communist who doesn't dip their beef. Those right. have the dry bun with be- no. It's gonna be baptized or whatever they call it at Bona. Okay, is it acceptable to get the dry bun but then have the au jus on the side and dip yourself while you're driving? I'm just saying in general. <laughs> oh, of course. Okay. That way you're controlling the... Yeah, see, that's that's what I do, because I like to still have the, the integrity of the bun. That's a smart move. Yeah, that's so a veteran I, move right yeah, there. Yeah, so then I get the au jus on the side. I do the where they open the bread, and then they dip it face down. Okay. Instead of, like, dipping the entire sandwich. Yeah. That way you're right, because the, the bread holds up, and you need that. Yeah. Um. The other... I would say the other, like, traditional fast food thing I have trouble doing while driving is Taco Bell. Because the, if you're getting a taco, because the lettuce just and cheese just fall everywhere. Yes, it does. And you you can try to contain it in the bag and then, but you take a bite and the shell crumbles. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't do it. Right. But I usually have to take the, um, what do you call it? The the floor mats out. Yes. And dump the lettuce and tomato and cheese. And I hate to lose that stuff. Popeyes is a little difficult if you care about cleanliness. Yeah, because your steering wheel is going to get all greasy. Yes, it is. I've also had trouble with uh, McDonald's bacon egg and cheese biscuits because usually I eat it so fast that like the base the biscuit gets like stuck in my larynx. <laughs> so I'm like, 
<laughs> you like Jessica. stop you stop really fast just to knock the thing out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have to chug half the half my pop or yeah. whatever I get and my eyes are watering like oh, oh and I just go ahead and eat it at the same speed again because nice. I don't learn my lesson because I'm an idiot. All right, what's your next question? The next question comes from Bob Gilbert. He says, if I keep Hostess Cupcakes and Susie Q's hidden in a desk drawer in case of a, quote, fat emergency, is that normal or do I have a problem? I mean, normal for a fat. Yeah, I, I would ask. I don't think it's a problem. I would ask, how often is the supply refreshed? Yes. Like, if that you're having a- more than one a day... Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah, because that's not an emergency. That's a habit. Yes. Now, I told, I think I, I talked about this on the podcast where I had the uh, Swiss cake rolls. Or yes. not Swiss cake rolls. Um, oatmeal cream pies under my car seat. Yes. Yes, So my wife found them. <laughs> Uh-oh. She's like, you you were keeping these in the car? I'm like, listen, here. I go, it's smart of me to do that because it's limiting myself to one a day. If I bring the box in the house, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to wait for you to be in the bathroom or upstairs. I'm going to go have another one. I'm going to cover the wrapper up, like, under some garbage. You're not going to know. Yeah. This way, I only have one on my way home from work when I need a little sweet snack anyway to get me through the second half of my day. Mm-hmm. It was actually a smart move of me to keep them in the car. But she was not buying it. Yeah, I would say that was a good spin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good spin. I uh, like the truth, that. The truth of it was that I was hiding them from her because I was ashamed that yep. I bought myself a box of oatmeal cream pies. But oh, I've done that plenty of times. I quickly came up with, on the spot, the justification for it. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, we, we do have to do those types of things. God forbid our wives actually listen to the podcast and find out. Like, if Colleen found out about the dumping garbage from drive throughs off, she'd like try and figure out exactly where I would stop. Not to try and stop it, but just <laughs> like as your a, steps. Just a thought exercise. <laughs> Carmen San Diego. Yes. Trying okay. to find your thing. Okay, yeah. so I've I've got a, a good one from John Paul here. I'm the a Pope? Ma- no, not that John oh, Paul. That'd be cool. Or or Francesca. He, he says, I'm a man who likes to dip his own fries. It's gotta be in nacho cheese. All right. I like spicy nacho cheese with thick cut crinkle fries. What is your dream cheese fry setup? That's a cheese fry in a cup. Yeah. That's all I is, need. Yeah, yours is set. And they have the the white hot dog places have the almost like a ketchup bottle mm-hmm. of nacho cheese oh, wow. on hand at all times. They cut the spout yeah. so it's thicker so the cheese can get through. Nice. They fill your 32-ounce cup with fries, and then they just until the fries are submerged. That's all I need. I don't need much more than that. That's good. And then when you're done with the fries, you mm-hmm. have a cup of cheese left to do with with what you wish. We'll leave that open-ended, and I'll just say. You dip anything in there. Right. Literally anything. (laughs) Be careful. It's hot sometimes. I'll prefer a just a slightly spicier nacho cheese. Okay. So if that means jalapeno or something else, I'm down. (laughs) But I also, I want the cheese on the side. Okay. Even with cheese fries? Yes. Okay. You've got to try that. you got to come visit me, and we'll go out for some fries. Okay. Because for me, I hate with nachos with the chip. Or with fries, when they just lose all integrity because of the cheese just hanging on there the entire time. I'd rather just pick up the fry dry and dip it as much as I like. I get that. Uh, these are submerged, and it's a little bit different. Um, but I think if you tried it this way, you would like it. I don't know if you change your it. methods completely. I will say, you mentioned the nacho cheese. I don't want spicy cheese on fries. I think there's... A certain sort of melted cheese for fries. There's another side for nachos. Mm-hmm. I want the spicy for the nachos, and okay. I want the jalapenos in there and everything. But as far as fries go, just give me the basic. I don't even know what it is. It's not cheddar. No. Whatever cheese sauce. Ish. Ish. Right. Yeah. 
But to me, that's perfect on hot on fries, and the, and it's the same they put on a cheese dog, mm-hmm. and then nacho cheeses for nachos. I'm uh, a purist. That's fine. That may, I think in a lot of senses, both of us are purists, considering considering the resumes that we have. Us being purists is kind of surprising. Speaking of that, did you see you have a partner in peanut butter hatred? Yes, I do. Look at you, Len Casper. Not a fan of peanut Let's butter. Oh, but Welcome. I think he. He will eat peanut butter flavor, but not actual peanut butter. You'll do neither. Yeah, I'll do neither. I'm more hardcore, but I understand that because when it's in like a peanut butter cookie, I think in in Len's tweet was what was brought up. The peanut butter taste is muted a little bit, unless it's like, you know, peanut butter on peanut butter on peanut butter in the style of the cookie. It is muted a little bit, so I I can get that for people that don't quite have the true visceral feeling that I do. But you can keep all your peanut butter, but I'm I'm glad that I have another ally. And he's a guy with a good appreciation for food and yeah. eating in fine establishments. Yeah, and- Len's absolutely a normie, but he is a, a well-established, well-respected normie. Yes, for sure. For sure. Well, I'm glad you have a partner in this. Yes, in our correct thought. <laughs> That peanut butter is disgusting. I'm not I'm not going to fight you on it. All right, what's your next question? This one is from my wife. Yeah. She says, in a ranking, which is better, a free appetizer or a buy one, get one pizza? Ooh. See, here's the, I, the, the initial response seems obvious. Well, the free pizza. Yeah. But there's leftovers lose some flair. Not pizza, though. I don't know. Sometimes they do. It's just different. It's almost a different, it's almost a different food. Yeah. It just depends on where the pizza's from. Yeah. Because, I think you're, and you could say the same thing about apps, though, too. Yeah. It's, I think if I have to just choose, like, okay, one for the rest of my life, and money is no object, because that obviously skews it in the favor of pizza. Sure. I'm still going to take pizza. Yeah. I'll take a buy one, get one pizza, because then you bring friends. Everybody's happy. We went, to, again, that night we went to Chicago Dough. Mm-hmm. It was two for one pizza night. So we okay. just left with, like, the six of us left with probably three pizzas. Nice. Which was awesome. So, That's great. Yeah. All right, this next one kind of going along those lines is from Clint. If you could have an unlimited buffet in your home, what five items would you stock that buffet with? And I'll give you his first. All right. He said boneless wings, mac and cheese, pepperoni pizza, beef tacos, sweet and sour chicken. That's a solid list. Yes, it is. Boy. Now, I had a couple. You gave me this one early, too, so I can think about it, which I appreciate. I want to put orange chicken in there. But orange chicken loses a lot of value without fried rice accompanying it. Okay. Now, does that become two items? I don't know, because it could be like the bed of the pan is the rice, and then the chicken's on top of it, maybe? I don't Mm. know. Well, if that's the case, it's in. Okay. So if if that counts as one item, I'm going orange chicken with fried rice. Okay. Uh, There's got to be pizza. Yes. Uh, And also, keep in mind, this is a, like we mentioned earlier, an ever-rotating fresh stock. Sure. So it's not like, oh, it's sitting there under a lamp. You don't have to consider that. Consider all these things are freshness. Uh, So we got the orange chicken and fried rice. And number two is pizza. I'm going to go boneless wings. Okay. Number three, because amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got your different proteins in there. I was on the fence with taquitos or bacon. Okay. I think I'm going to go taquitos. Yeah. Because I don't see myself just filling a plate with bacon. No. I, I mean, could. I could, but I, if I'm going to, you know what I mean? I want something that's a little more like foodish. Yes. So I'm going to go taquitos, and then my fifth item will be fresh chocolate chip cookies. Nice. That's my dessert. That's, I think it's a very similar list. For me, pizza as well. If we have to specify, I guess I'll say pepperoni pizza, but I think it'll kind of probably rotate within what it is. I'm a sausage fan, but that's fine. Yeah. Go ahead and do what you want with that drop. Yep. Thank I you. will. So noted. 
<laughs> yeah, along the same lines as yeah, the the beef taco or taquito. You know, like I'll I'll stick with that. Actually, yeah. mm, do I want beef or chorizo? Mm. I might go chorizo. I think I'm gonna go chorizo tacos. You can't really go wrong in this no. one. Chorizo tacos, pizza. I'll just because you said boneless wing, I'll go different and say chicken tender. All right. Because, you know, they're not the same thing. Speaking of that, have you had Portillo's chicken tenders? No. They're A plus. Really? Yeah. I the people I went to dinner with last night uh ordered them and I was like, oh, they I didn't know they had them there. And I had one and it was fantastic. So take note of that. Okay, so I've let's see, okay. Pizza, chicken tender, tacos. Because you said chocolate chip cookie, I will pivot to I'll just never get sick of the Baker Square French look pie. No, I can't see that happening. So I'm going to go with the Baker Square French Silk Pie as my dessert. And then I have one spot left. And I like that Clint went for a true side with the mac and cheese. That's solid. That's good I th- thought. I think, yeah, that's yeah. good thinking. Well, that's my fried rice element. Yes. Kind of, I guess. So do I really want to go with that? Or I'm sure there's something blatant that I'm missing. Actually, you know what? Since I went chorizo with the tacos, just give me steak. <laughs> just unlimited fresh steak. Yes. I cannot argue with you. That's that. There we go. That's my five. That's pretty solid. That's my that's my fave five. All right, I like that. That's I. We're, we should open a restaurant, <laughs> and just with a <laughs> with a buffet <laughs> that just has five things on it. Yeah, and someone gets to choose what those five things are each day. We'll call it five things, just there like five guys, five things. Totally different. Yeah, it'll rotate all the time between Rick and I's five awesome items. Yes. All right, I got one more here from uh, Jason Davis on Twitter. What is your biggest fat accomplishment in public or private? He says, examples, ate a 72-ounce steak and sides in an hour, ate three boxes of cereal in a day for meals, etc. Mine, I tried to eat three monster burgers in one sitting. After two and a half, the meat tasted like blood to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's horrible. That's scary. Oh, that's gross. I could see that. Like, that's how if I have too much beer, yes, every beer gets worse. You're just like, yeah, oh, just give me any. And then you have that like Coke after mm-hmm. you've been drinking all night. It's the most refreshing thing in the world. Yes, it is. Uh, I've mentioned this before. Um, I don't know if I'll ever top it, but the two Chipotle burritos in one sitting. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine. I will say, like, when I see people doing like steak challenges, I feel like I could do them easily yes like no matter how big of a steak i've ever ordered i've never been full from it i'm just like okay it sounds about right you know like the sides help but usually i'll leave a steakhouse like feeling content yes but not like oh i never have that feeling at a steakhouse i think mine would be i ate an entire large deep dish pizza by myself wow in one sitting that's impressive from where it was i think it was loose so it wasn't quite as big but it's still pretty good. Yeah. I didn't feel great at the end. Yeah. I felt great in the middle of, of doing that. And, and then once the, oh, my God, I'm full wore off, I felt great again. Yeah. I get that with uh, Giordano's deep dish. Or when you're eating it, it's so good. And mm-hmm. you have, like, two pieces, maybe three. And you're just like, oh, I need to sleep for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Right. That was just gross. I've got one more and we'll wrap up. All right. From our guy, John Galeone, the man with the fattest name in the world. It's true. What is proper beach attire for fats? Oh, this is a this is tough constant battle for me. 
as a kid that grew up with a pool, I know white privilege, totally, at least I acknowledge it. Being publicly shirtless is a challenge for me. Me too. I kind of avoid pools altogether. Yeah, at this I'm the same. Like, I, people are like, we should go to, um, what is it, Wolf Lodge or whatever. Yeah. My friends are like, we should all grow as a group. I'm like, no. No. You are not seeing me with my shirt off. I've only known you for two or three years. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, my best friend Jill has never seen me with my shirt off. I did not know we that. We lived together for two years. She's wow. never seen me with my shirt off. And we're, wow. we've been best friends since college. And she just hasn't come up. I have not allowed it to come Boy, up. There are pictures of me on Facebook without a shirt on. Yeah, great. but you were, you were pretty svelte back then, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, what, like 75 pounds lighter than I am yeah. now? Well, last summer, Jeez. I just sucked it up one day. I was at a pool with some friends, and I was like, you know what? These, these people are not going to judge me. And the people around me were bigger than me, so I was like, okay. whatever. I'll just take off my shirt and suck it in and just... I actually got to a point... Where I was like, screw it. I'm here. It's off. Whatever. I don't care. That's and a great I just had point fun. to be at. I, was there, and I don't know if I'll get back there. It was just the right day. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I'm going to the beach, it's there's definitely a long t-shirt. Yeah. And I'll usually only go up to the water, like to my waist, so my shirt doesn't get wet. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever actually done this shirt in the pool, but that just shows how long it's been since I've been in the pool. I think the problem with the shirt in the pool is that it draws attention to your weight. Like, yeah. clear, like people are yeah, like, because the thing that I will say to all overweight people that have these same fears and, and self-consciousnesses that Rick and I have is that it's never, people are not thinking about it as much as you are. True. Right? Like, think about very true. Like, when I've been at a pool and I've seen someone that's very big, I don't think of them any, any less. Right. Or I'm just like, you know, okay. it's like, there's a person. Yes. You know, I, I don't really evaluate people's bodies and maybe it's because i'm a fat person i'm sure there are people that do oh yeah but for the most part i think the vast majority of people don't even care right and this is something that i've had to learn like about a lot of things now i'm getting a little serious here yeah but like going to therapy helped me with that like people are not just constantly judging you Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a hard thing to get out of your head. It's called spotlighting. Look it up. It's a real thing. But like the idea of like, okay, I'm saying what I'm saying right now is lame or what I'm saying is boring or I look weird or I'm dressed weird or people are people think I'm fat or people think I'm not funny. That like constant doubt in your head about yourself. Yes. It's all you. It's all you all the time. So like try to be and I say it. I've been going to therapy for almost two years and it's like I still struggle with it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like tonight I'm going to a social event. Yeah. With coworkers and some people I don't know, and I'm already anxious about it. I was invited. People want me to come. Right. And I'm already like, oh, I'm going to be weird. I'm going to be lame. I'm going to not look right. I'm not going to dress right. Like, dude, shut up and go and have fun. Yeah. I had to give myself that pep talk all the time. So I would say the same thing. For anyone who's struggling with that, like being in a public pool or a public setting or a beach or whatever, screw it. Like, who cares? And if you're happy with yourself, be happy with yourself. And it's okay to be happy with yourself. Mm -hmm. One person who publicly has been like awesome about this. If anyone has watched the show The Good Place, Jamila Jamil is the actress who plays uh, Tahani on that sh- on that show. And she is like such a great role model for uh, like all body types, uh, mm-hmm. for like celebrity shaming. She, she will like publicly attack other public celebrities for pushing like weight loss products or like be the best you, lose those stretch marks. She's like, screw that. Like, right. Be yourself. Everybody's flawed. Like embrace your flaws. So therapy and people like that have been super helpful. So just, you know, it's never as big in your head as ever people other pe- as you think it is. Okay. Most people are not thinking about you. Spiel over. And I know that's something that I definitely struggle with a lot too. In like all contexts, in weight related stuff and pretty much everything. So yeah. So that's that's actually a good serious 
but solid note for us to end on for today. So once again, congrats to Bacon. Yeah, good job, Bacon. Bacon, now next to pizza in the Onion Ring of Honor. And Bacon, thanks for everything you've done for me and for all the memories over the years. I look forward to making many more. Agreed. Maybe for lunch. It's not a bad idea. (laughs) All right, so as always, send your articles that you find interesting related to food or fat culture. Send them to the podcast account at I'm Fat Pod. Follow Jay at Jay Zawoski 670. Follow myself at Rick Camp 670. And we'll talk to you soon on the I'm Fat Podcast. Sorry I made it serious. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Recently, Total Wireless helped Charlie Michelle stage a virtual dance recital for her friends and family. This event was super meaningful to them. Because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get amazing devices on nationwide 5G. And with unlimited plans starting at $25 a month, you could save up to $1,200 a year. Thank you, Total Wireless, for helping me pull this off. Total Wireless. Do amazing. Compatible 5G device required. 5G network in limited areas. Month equals 30 days. Savings claim made when compared to four-line postpaid plans of leading carriers 10-2020. See terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com.